Welcome to Plant Medicine Transmissions with Javier Regueiro. In this episode of Plant Medicine Transmissions, I would like to explore our current ideas, beliefs about entheogens as I will be speaking in this podcast mostly about ayahuasca and San Pedro which are regarded as entheogens. Here is a definition from Wikipedia. An entheogen is any psychoactive substance that induces a spiritual experience and is aimed at spiritual development. This terminology is often chosen in contrast with recreational use of the same drugs. Entheogens have been used by indigenous peoples for thousands of years. Some countries have legislation that allows for traditional entheogen use. However, in the mid-20th century, after the discovery of LSD and the intervention of psychedelic therapy, the term entheogen invented in 1979, later became an umbrella term used to include artificial drugs, alternative medical treatment, and spiritual practices, whether or not in a formal religious or traditional structure. As we can see, the definition of antigens has expanded from being mostly around the traditional substances medicines and healing practices and spiritual practices to include new substances such as LSD and new therapeutic modalities such as psychotherapy. The use of antigens in traditional societies is only one of the many ways with which the tribe the community engages with the sacred. It's an occasional and special opportunity as in those traditional societies, the sacred dimension of life is an everyday experience. On the other hand, the use of antigens by modern people not living in a traditional culture and therefore devoid of this sacred dimension is oftentimes an opportunity to connect with the sacred, oftentimes an initiation into spiritual realms until then unexplored and not experienced. It took less than 250 years since the creation of the scientific method by Descartes for the philosopher Nietzsche to declare that God was dead. Ever since uh, the end of the Middle Ages, we have been living in a world, particularly in the Western world, in an increasingly materialistic society. That shift towards more materialistic viewpoint 
scientific method has also coincided with the rise of human individuality and individualism as a whole. Until then, humans were living with a more collective awareness and also with a more transcendental awareness dictated oftentimes by religion, by beliefs, by tradition. The human race was always a social one. Its members have always shared their living spaces and occupied a specific role in society according to origin, skills, and the needs of society. Even though nowadays most humans settle in larger and larger cities and urban communities, our identification with those communities and our sense of belonging to them keeps shrinking against our increased sense of individuality. The pursuit of happiness and the fulfillment of needs and desires revolve more and more around me, myself and I instead of the collectivity or the planetary and cosmic whole. With this shift, we have also forsaken all sense of transcendence and of being part of a greater whole, and have, so to speak, claimed our individual right to become the center of our own galaxy, instead of a planet forced by fate to revolve around this or that sun. In the native cultures of North America, every decision and action was taken not only for the benefit of the community, but also for the following seven generations. Whereas now, we live almost exclusively for ourselves and for the present moment. Our self-centeredness keeps blinding us from acknowledging the simple fact that our lives and actions affect not only our communities, but also the entire cosmos. This rational, that is, mind-driven attitude and everything that comes with it have become our new religion, and we have destroyed all sacred images and altars to replace them with our own self-portraits. With the same fervor that we used to worship some kind of transcendental entity, we now worship our own egos and devote our lives to make sure that that hungry new God is always satisfied. It's interesting that despite our claim to have freed ourselves from so-called religious nonsense, we have simply replaced the old gods with a new one that is as exacting and demanding as those of the past. Among all Nobel Prizes, the Nobel Prize for Peace is perhaps the only one that honors an individual for their contribution to the human collectivity. And our present-day saints are people like Mother Teresa who have devoted their lives to serving others rather than themselves. But they are examples that deep in our hearts, or rather I should say deep in our own minds, we would rather not follow. I speak here, of course, of one side of the medal, and luckily the cosmic picture has not ceased to be only black or white. I have, 
and continue to benefit from countless benefits of the scientific revolution and increased material riches and comforts, of increased personal freedom and the exposure to ideas and ways of life from cultures across space and time. And it has been thanks to these that I've been able to make up my own mind about this and that rather than blindly following established dogmas, old prejudices, and limiting beliefs of all sorts, and have claimed my own place in the universe, not as the center and ruler of it all, but as an equally important son in the galactic order. And I am not an exception, even though many people are still totally entrenched in their personal ego worship, many of us and more than we think, are coming out, each one in their unique ways, out of the fascination, obsession, and enslavement of our egoic idols. If anything, the increased ability to think for ourselves, an ability that unfortunately is not always exercised, but often sacrificed for the sake of conformity and illusory security of the herd, is allowing us to see also the dire consequences of extreme individualism and the limitations of that predicament. In the end, Mother Teresa is not an exception, and the excesses of individualism have also been the fertile ground for a new wave of altruism, solidarity, and lay forms of transcendence. So, what have all these ramblings that have been going on that I actually had to write down on paper so that I wouldn't lose my train of thought have to do with antigens. It seems to me very important to realize to which point, to what extent our world and our worldview has become desacralized, how distant we have become from sacred dimensions, I feel that our exploration of the sacred happens from a place of disconnection. And at best, uh, we are like little babies, little babies that are making the first steps into a ground that if definitely resonates with us on a deep level, we have been disconnected from for quite a long time. We have forgotten its ways and at the same time we have gained an attitude from our own rational culture, an attitude of knowing it all Whereas I believe at this point in the game, we know very little. We are in the very first steps of remembering what it is to walk on this planet with a sense of the sacred in everything and everybody. So I invite you to take some time to see how this disconnection uh, manifests in your world, in your life, 
and to see how pervasive this ego-centeredness, this obsession with quantities, with material goods, with time have become so that you have a better idea of where you stand in relation to the sacred, not just as an idea, but as an everyday experience. I titled my book on ayahuasca, Ayahuasca Soul Medicine of the Amazon Jungle, not ayahuasca, a cure for depression or for anxiety. For me, ayahuasca has once again put me in touch with my soul journey, with a more transcendental experience of my life and the cosmos. And in that reconnection, the first thing that came up for me was exactly that disconnection from my spirit, from my soul, which ayahuasca helped me heal. In recent years, we have began and continue to conduct scientific studies connected with the use, the healing properties of entheogens such as ayahuasca and San Pedro. These investigations are very important because they give these sacred medicines the scientific approval and are the way for their sanctioning in our society, with our governments, with the medical establishments. However, I can't help but laugh whenever I hear a new headline, Ayahuasca is the cure for depression or for some other ailments. This way of thinking, this scientific, materialistic way of thinking that says, if I ingest this substance, it will cure me of my illness, is erroneous. Healing, I believe, is not caused by something outside ourselves but can be supported by something outside ourselves. I strongly believe that ayahuasca does not heal anything, that simply this medicine supports us in our own healing process. Ultimately, we are the ones to heal ourselves. We are the ones to go through a process with plant medicines and to actually experience past resisted experiences. We are the ones to integrate unintegrated aspects of ourselves. We are the ones 
to finally forgive ourselves or others. We are the ones to decide to finally open our hearts, let go of the past and learn the important lessons that we have this far failed to learn for one reason or another. The healing process is radically different from the process of Western medicine. And it's a beautiful process because it brings up back to taking responsibility for our own healing rather than giving that power to heal to a substance or a healer or whatever. The radical shift in attitude, the taking our own lives and our own healing into our own hands is not always that easy. It's actually pretty challenging because we have become like helpless children. We have become so used to following our medical doctor's orders that to actually engage in our own healing path can be often confusing. And in that confusion, it's easy for us to play this old habit of giving our power away, of giving our wisdom away to healers, to plant medicines, and not trust our own intuition from which we have been disconnected from and our own wisdom. As Westerners, we have started engaging with anthrogens and with the spirit world only since the late 50s. And uh, we have much to learn. We are easily prone to fall into easy traps of all kinds, driven, I feel, by our own naivete, by our own ignorance, and ultimately by our own thirst for this reconnection. Our reconnection with ourselves, with others, with nature, and with the entire cosmos. Blessings.